This is a mission-focused life with Tim Olofsson, co-founder and executive director of Another Child Foundation. Up next, Tim will speak with this week's special guest, offering special insights on how you can live a mission-focused life. Hey, I'm Tanner Payton. I'm the pastor of Word of Life Church in Rock Island, Illinois, and I'm here today bringing you the mission-focused life. If you remember in the Bible, Jesus told the fishermen that if they would follow him, they would learn how to catch people. And that's really what we're all about, teaching you how to live a life that's on mission, teaching you how to go out into your everyday life, whether it's at home, at the workplace, maybe you're hanging out at doing your hobby, but wherever you're at, you're telling people about Jesus, but you're not only telling them, you're also showing them. To get us started today, we're going to be interviewing um, the executive director and one of the people that founded uh, Another Child Foundation, Tim Olifson. Tim's going to be sharing his story with us today, and we're very, very excited to hear from him how God birthed this ministry and got it to where it is today. Tim, how are you doing today? Hey, it's good to be here, Tanner. I'm so glad to be doing this again. Now, let's be honest with everybody. We tried this before, yeah. so let's hope that the second time works out better than the first time, yeah. right? This is take two. Last time we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but... Uh, yeah, nobody knows it, so it's not how they do now. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's good to be transparent and honest, <laughs> That's right? That's good. That's right. All right. So, so Tim, today, um, Another Child Foundation and the Mission Network are, are very successful. You know, you guys are reaching a lot of people. You've brought a lot of people in to be a part of this ministry. But I think people need to understand how that all got started. So I think to give a little bit of background, could you share just for a moment or two about how you came to know Jesus yourself? Okay. Well, so I grew up in the church and it was uh, kind of something that we were forced to do as, as kids. We were uh, told to go to church by our grandmother more than anybody else. So we just went to church. And so, but it was, it was key because even though we were forced to go, we learned those truths. We learned those foundational truths about who Jesus was, what he did for us. And those never left us. So we learned the right from wrong, right from the start, even though it may not have meant a lot to us at the time, or it wasn't a personal commitment or anything like that to a, to a life of faith. But it did give us that understanding of who Jesus was. So later on, when I became in my 20s, and I started to understand more about what faith was about and the true walk with Jesus and a personal relationship, then I had that foundation of knowing the right from wrong. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are in that same situation. They're raised up in the church, but didn't quite understand what it was going to mean to them later on in life. So, so I had that foundational understanding from a, from a young age. Uh, but then I found myself wanting to know, what is this Christian life all about? Is it uh, simply just being a good person or was there more to it? And uh, so the way God got me activated, I guess, into this mission-focused life, if you would, is, is going on a mission trip. So, um, but it kind of even started before that. I knew I enjoyed being with uh, children and kind of teaching children. Uh, so we started out by volunteering to be Sunday school teachers, my wife and I, Teresa. So that's the way we started out. Um, and then one thing led to another, and all of a sudden I knew I was ready for a mission trip. Because it's, you know, this discipleship process... It's a process. I mean, it, it truly is. Nobody's going to jump in from day one and understand everything and know exactly what God is calling them to do. Uh, so it was a feeling out process, but I felt called to go on a mission trip to serve children. You know, I think that's one of the things that we often miss out on, especially within the church is we forget the reality that being a Christian is not meant to be lived within the four walls of the church. 
right? So we get so stuck in coming to church on Sunday mornings, and then we just go back out the doors, and we kind of think, okay, well, that's it until next week. And we don't realize that so much of our faith is actually lived outside of these doors here, whether it be here in Rock Island, or it be in um, Princeton, or it be across the river over in, in Iowa, you know? So much of what it's meant to be for us to live out our faith, to be on mission, is yeah. meant to be lived out there in the rest of life. Yeah, and that, and that takes an understanding. It takes an understanding of what Jesus is calling for you to do within your life. So each one of us needs to really truly understand what is our purpose. And I think until you understand what your purpose is, I think you're going to be stuck in that rut of coming to church on Sunday thinking that is what the Christian life is about. Yeah. And then once you understand what your purpose is, um, then I think you can get a better understanding of the rest of the week. And, and that's exactly what happened to me. And I understood that it was my calling. His calling to me was to be the voice of voiceless children. And once that happened and I understood that, then the rest of my faith took off. Uh, the faith of the people around me uh, started to grow because I finally understood what God wanted me to do. And he didn't want me to go to church on Sunday. He wanted me to be a disciple. That's awesome. But you know, the only reason that you got to that place was because you were willing to try something new. Yeah. And that's what the mission-focused life is all about, living on mission. Not just staying in our comfortable little rut, you know, doing the same thing all the yeah. time, but looking for new experiences and asking God, asking the Holy Spirit, okay, open up a new door. Let me try something else this week that I haven't tried before. Hey, let me go on a mission trip to Romania, yeah. you know, and, uh, and minister to kids. I've never tried that before, but hey, maybe it'll change my life. That's exactly what happened to you. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's really, truly about taking that, that step of faith and that becomes that comes from that personal relationship with with Christ you got to have a trust so we talk a lot about this abiding cycle and we have a book uh, that we would invite people to, to read and it talks about the abiding cycle and and how to seek God's will in your life and then how to obey or abide in what that calling is so sometimes it's easy to identify what God might want you to do the next step could be the hardest, and that's obeying or abiding in what God wants you uh, to do because it's, sometimes it's outside of our comfort zones. But once we decide to do that and we actually apply ourselves, then God can do us some amazing things in, in people's lives. Awesome. So you, you get the foundation of your faith. You go you know, through your 20s into your 30s, and you start getting more and more serious about your faith. Then you have an opportunity to go on a mission trip. You go to Romania. God begins to stir in your heart. So what happens next? How did it go from Tim on a mission trip to Tim being executive director of Another Child Foundation and the Mission Network? It was, it was actually one hour of a time in which I felt God's presence like I've never felt before. So at the end of that mission trip, we were given the opportunity to get up and share something about the trip that really affected us. So I got up real quickly. I was not comfortable speaking in front of any group of people at all. So I got up and shared for about two minutes, just something very simple, superficial. I sat back down. There was a 32 people on this trip. A lot of them were, were women come up and gave these powerful testimonies of what they saw, what they experienced, what they felt. And I sat there totally empty. I thought, what in the world did I miss on this whole mission trip experience that these other people were, that they experienced? It was compassion. That, I missed compassion and empathy for other people. 
And so I went back to my room that night, and I prayed for compassion. I prayed for whatever. I didn't even, wasn't even sure it was compassion at that moment. I said, whatever these other people felt on this trip, I want to feel the same way. And then I felt his presence like I've never felt it before. And for an hour, my heart ached like I've never felt. It was worse than any heartache I've ever had before. And uh, at the end of this time, I just finally had the feeling that he was just showing me the pain that he has for his children. This is the way God feels when he sees children being mistreated or forgotten, abused, neglected. Uh, that's the way he feels for these children. And I was having that same feeling. And then all of a sudden a peace came over me. And I knew at that moment, I didn't hear his voice saying, Tim, I want you to do this. But I knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was calling me to be the voice of what I call now the voice of voiceless children uh, in the world, whether it's in Romania or wherever he leads us. So what I'm hearing here is two kind of two steps into living a mission focused life. The first step is just being willing to try new things. Right. Mm -hmm. But then the next step is asking God to give us his eyes for the people around us, for the people that we're going to be ministering to that compassion. Yeah. You know, I was just reading today in the one year Bible when Jesus was approaching Jerusalem. It says that he began to weep over the city. Now, that's interesting because Jesus is about to go into the city and the same people who are going to welcome him with open arms are going to yell for his crucifixion less than a week later. Mm -hmm. But yet compassion overwhelms him because we know that from the cross, he looks out to them and he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. This is compassion. This is empathy. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is realizing that people are broken, that they're hurting and that they need an answer and that there's only one answer. And we have that answer. And I think that makes us excited about taking that answer to the rest of the world. And that's really what the Mission Focused Life and Another Child Foundation are all about. Yeah, and it really comes down to trust and obedience. If we truly believe that God wants the best for us and he has these plans for us, if we trust that and just obey, abide or obey what he is calling us to do, then other things just fall into place. Now, we had no idea when we started this ministry, we had no experience in nonprofit work. We really had no idea what we were doing. But God opened the doors and he provided each and every way because we were being obedient. I remember going to early meetings where we would invite people in to do a mission trip meeting and we're going to share this and we were expecting a lot of people show up and nobody would show up. And I would used to get disheartened with that. But he wasn't calling me to be successful. He was calling me to be obedient. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think just by being loyal to that or being uh, understanding what he was calling us to do, bore fruit down the way because he knew that I was going to abide in what he was calling us to do. And then he, he provided the answers. He provided the fruit later on, but I don't necessarily say it was a test, but he just needed to know that, that this is true, that this sure. is truly something that, um, I wanted to do on his behalf. That's awesome. So, so let's fast forward here a few years. You've been doing this for a little bit of time now. Yep. And uh, in my view, you guys have had success. You guys have been done some great things for the kingdom. So share just a little bit. What are What is Another Child Foundation doing right now? And then we'll talk a little bit more about the Mission Network. Okay. Well, so for the first 12 years, it was really just about learning. It's a, it was, once again, that process. And I'm always a process-oriented guy. I grew up in, in quality control. So I always... I understand what process control is. Um, so I just needed to learn because I think if he would have blessed us with some large donations or, or opportunities, we wouldn't have known what to do with him early on um, because this is his ministry and he knows what he wants out of this. So we, we had to learn. So we went through this learning process and uh, 
Basically for 10 years, we just ministered in Romania and just kind of learned what that, and we've had some great success. And that's not because of what anything I've done. It's what, what God has done for us. But it's really the people on the ground in Romania that are really, really the true missionaries. And the things that they are doing in Romania is proved to be very effective. Early childhood development and early childhood faith development. So we are definitely believers that early child education for voiceless and voiceless children, the reason they're voiceless is because many times their parents don't have the education. They just don't have the background to be able to depend on themselves. They're depending on other people to give them the minimum things that they have. Uh, so for them to thrive in this world, they need to have their own understanding and they need to be educated. So we're big believers in early childhood development and within that faith development uh, from an early childhood. Well, it's such a great way to show and tell, you know, so you guys now have this very practical method of coming in and you guys have a facility there that I think you said, what, 150 kids yes. on a regular basis. That's mm -hmm. huge. 150 kids yeah. and then extended families. And within that culture, those extended families, that, that soon becomes over a thousand people. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a huge outreach for one, for one place. Yeah. And so now you're reaching out to them, but you're not only giving them something that's going to help them to do better in this life. It gives you that route to be able to begin to plug in the gospel and to share Jesus because it's all connected. You know, the goodness of Jesus is just as connected to their livelihood on earth as it is to their livelihood in eternity. Yeah. And so for you guys to be able to show them the goodness of Jesus, then they're going to be much more apt to be able to listen to you tell them about the goodness of Jesus. Absolutely. Um, so a lot of what we're trying to do is is sometimes meeting their, their physical needs first, because that's what Jesus did. And so many of his disciples share his, his work that he was doing early on was to meet people's physical needs first. He healed the blind and then told them who he was. Or sometimes he wouldn't even tell them who he was because he knew they would, I guess that would be revealed to them mm -hmm. later on. Sometimes I'm not even sure why he told them not to go and tell, uh, but he had his reason for that. Uh, so what we try to do is, is try to meet some physical needs first, uh, so what we do is what we call asset-based community development, ABCD. So instead of going into a community and say, and telling people what they need, we go in there and see what assets they have, and then we look at where the deficiencies are. And in the community we were working in, that we we want to work in, are communities that need that early childhood development, that that educational. Um, so that's what we found out in this community we were working at. They had a deficiency in in education. So we come in and, and fill the need there. And all of a sudden, uh, people were responding. I mean, when we first started, it was more the parents were just sending kids to the school to get medicine, to get some food, and they did because they didn't value education. And now they're coming up to us and saying, I want to make sure that my daughter is is prepared to go into the to the regular school systems now. So they see the value of education and uh but along the way, now we are bringing them along in their faith walk, too. Because it's hard. One thing that we found is it's hard for a child to believe there's a God that loves them when there's nothing in their life that indicates yeah. there's a God that loves them. They, they feel this hopelessness. They feel hunger. They feel uh, neglect, abuse. They feel all these things. And then we go in there and tell them there's a God that loves them. And they're saying, why would I believe that? Yeah. Um, so meeting their physical needs is, is a key to what we're trying to do. That's awesome. Well, one of the things I love so much about your ministry is that it creates bridges into the local church. 
And this is so important because, you know, so you have a church right here in Rock Island or the church that you're a part of in Princeton. And you know what? You have a desire to be all things to all men. You have a desire to take the gospel into the whole world, but you realize that you're limited. You're, you're not, I'm not able to go everywhere. But when you have a ministry like Another Child Foundation, now we can gather coats or get some shoes or something like that. And maybe we can find four or five people to send as representatives of our church to go on a mission trip over yeah. there to do something. But not only that, now you've developed the mission network, which mm -hmm. I am so excited about because I see the benefit for me as a local pastor where I can have people from my congregation be able to look at a list of trips that I could never put together on my own and be able to say, okay, you can go to Guatemala, you can go to Romania, you can go to South Africa, you can go to Hollywood, California, you can go locally to Chicago. You know, here's a list of 10 places you can go over the next year. And I know that you're going to be safe, that you're going to be well taken care of. And I know that you're going with an organization that's going to get the best price and they're going to take you for the sake of the gospel, not for the sake of their own pocketbooks. Yeah. Yeah, so that was probably another conversation I had with my son Jared a couple of years ago when we were we knew that we were on the precipice of, of something different. The the Romanian ministry was doing well, um, but I just knew there was something else out there. So that's when we started seeking God's will for what was next with Another Child Foundation. It was through a pastor's suggestion that we decided to go to Guatemala and just kind of see what else was going on in the world because I was kind of isolated in with what the needs in Romania were. And there's still a tremendous need there. But I think what he was doing is opening up a door for us to offer more opportunities for people because the, I go out and talk to a number of churches every year, uh, talking to pastors, encouraging them to get involved. And one of the things I found is small to middle-sized churches. People, churches 250 and under, really struggled with trying to come up with a mission opportunity on a consistent basis. And I thought, we could do this. If we could put together a list of eight to 10 different opportunities, because one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to give people diversity in four different areas. Diversity in time of the year. Because if your church only goes to Haiti in June, you might always go on your family vacation in June, so that might not work for you. Price points is another important part. Um, some people can afford to go to Romania or Australia or somewhere like that on an exotic mission trip, and that's good for them, but there's others that can't. So we need price points that, that vary. Um, um, skill sets are another very important part. Um, you know, our church always went to Africa, but they did something within the medical field that I just didn't, so I never think I was involved in missions. Uh, so that basically there's, there's four different areas. Once again, I'll try to recap here. So it's price points, it's time of year, it's the location, and skill sets because some people have it on their bucket list to go to South Africa and one of the things a mission trip do and I don't think there's anything wrong with this is you can tie in your own personal um, desires into that too and you can go and serve and you need to do that but just to go to a different part of the world and see something you've always wanted to see because there's some sightseeing opportunities on our mission yeah. trips where you can go and visit a castle in Romania that maybe you never thought you would go see or go to Cape Town South Africa uh, one of the most beautiful cities in the world and you can do both and that's fine that's I think God is going to honor that absolutely well you know what I think my favorite thing is about the mission network is that you kind of take away the excuse you know it's so easy to sit back in our church and say well you know that is a great opportunity for them that's a great opportunity for you know for that leader or for for that person or for that individual but you know that's not really me 
Well, this kind of takes that away yeah. to where, no, the mission-focused the mission life, that's for everyone. If you're called a Christian, if you believe that you're a follower of Jesus and you want to live that out, then you are on mission. And that means you're on mission the moment you wake up in the morning until the moment you go to sleep at night. You're on mission when you go to the store, when you go to work, when you go to the ball game, wherever you go, you're living on mission. And these mission trips like this, these short-term opportunities, man, they're, they're like um, noctane in the gas, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they just pump you up and get you excited so that when you come home, Absolutely. you're that much more equipped and focused for the mission that you're on every single day. Yeah. So Tim, man, if you have one more idea, one more thing to share about the mission-focused life, what would it be today? It's just... Just do it. I know it's not so well. Let's do the, the what is it? Nike. Nike yeah. yeah. Just do it because, because it's what God wants you to do. Uh, go there for and make disciples. There's a couple key components of that is one is to go there for. That means as you live your day, make disciples. And it says make disciples. And so what we need to do is we need to go out into this world and, and share the good news of the gospel. And, and we had this discussion as we were discussing what you know, the primary thing of what we're trying to do. And it's not, there's different ways of sharing the gospel. It doesn't have to be always by, by word. It can be through compassion. It can be through um, delivering of humanitarian aid. It can be through different means. Because uh, I know there's a lot of people that, I mean, I grew up sharing my faith was something very, very foreign to me. Uh, but just go out and do it. And, and just, just trust that God is going to lead you to, to the right uh, area if you're seeking God's will. And uh, He'll open up some amazing doors, and I think that's the purpose of what we're trying to do here is just just be able to share stories to encourage people to to do that. Amen, man. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story with us today. And I just want to say um, this is kind of the goal for this Mission Focused Life podcast moving forward. We want to get you in on some good conversations with different guests and and different conversations that we can have here on a regular basis because we want to inspire you and we also want to motivate you to get out there and like Tim said, just do it. Just get involved in doing the things that God has already called you to do. And now he's going to equip and empower you to do also. So thank you for joining in today. We encourage you to share this if you have the opportunity so that others can see it. And please be in prayer how God can use you more this week. This has been a Mission Focused Life with Tim Olofsson. Find us online at missionfocusedlife.com as well as on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash missionfocusedlife. You can subscribe to the video version of this show on YouTube and the audio version on Spotify as well as anywhere you get your podcasts.